Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host. I want to say Merry Christmas to you as we can continue to celebrate as a people the astounding reality, the great, great, great gift that we've been given, the gift of new life we've been talking about this week. And if you haven't had a chance to tune in the program, this is an unusual week. It's vacation time for people, and I can understand it'd be easy to miss the program. But if you are listening today, you haven't heard Monday, Tuesday's programs, Wednesday's programs, I encourage you to go to our website at renewalministries.net. You can listen to them there and download them and put them on whatever device be helpful for you. And I just want to encourage you too to download the Renewal Ministries app as well as the Ave Maria app. These, these programs can be accessible to you whenever it's convenient. And please pray for us as we continue to, to get out the Word of God and, and to share what the Lord has given to us here. Pray for Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries. And if there's any way you can financially support us, please uh, consider doing that. Well, today is uh, the church is celebrating the Feast of the Holy Innocents. That is the, the children, the, the hundreds, whatever it is, the number of children killed by Herod who had heard about Jesus and, of course, was threatened by the coming of a king. And I'll talk more about, I think, the dynamics that are being revealed there in that whole story. But what we're seeing, it's so interesting, isn't it? We're there on Monday and we're celebrating the incarnation of Jesus and the beauty, the peace, the humility, the gentleness, the unity of the Holy Family and those who were gathered. Just the, the, the epitome of, a, of the experience of peace and tranquility and God's, God's grace, right? And then boom, the next day, what does the church give us? The story of Stephen, the martyr, the first, you know, one of the first deacons, and he's killed as a wit, because he's a witness, he's a martyr. Boom. Right? And he stood up and he bore witness to the truth in front of a whole group of leaders of synagogue council, including Saul, and they threatened him and they lied. They did all kinds of things to falsely accuse him and he stood up and he gave an incredible sort of diatribe beginning from the very beginning of Genesis, the whole story of God's plan. And he said, you missed it. You stiff-necked people. The Holy Spirit has done all of this. And the Holy Spirit now, in the fullness of all time, is communicating Jesus, and you miss it. And then he declares the resurrection of Christ. He declares, calls them to change their lives, and then they kill him. So that's the day after Christmas. And then the beloved Apostle John yesterday we talked about and his his declaring to us what they know to be true, what they saw, what they touched. And what's it all about? The eternal life of God has come in a person to bring to life a human race that is under the dominion of death and sin, to give us a, a hope, a new creation, and a new life. And that is a life into the family of God. And he says, we have fellowship with the Father and the Son, and we this is real for us. And we want you to come into that fellowship with us. And he began, which, you know, John of the Places does the same thing. Today's reading begins with beloved. Every human being is loved by God. 
God is love. But John's talking specifically here about the beloved who've come into the family of God. God's unique children in his family. He wants every human being in the world to be in that family. Everyone who's ever lived, that's the destiny the Father desires for them. But it doesn't come to everyone. And the church has an incredibly important mission to speak and to communicate the truth. And John does it, and he reminds us that, indeed, we are the beloved. Is that how you understand yourself in your relationship with God the Father? As a Catholic, as a Christian, is that the awareness, is that what's in your mind and heart, that I'm the beloved? I'm loved by God. Jesus said in John's Gospel, chapter 15, verse 9, as the Father has loved me. So Jesus, what, has known the love of the Father from all eternity, the total self-donation of the Father to the Son. The Father's absolute delight. It's hard for us even to put words on the magnitude, the depth, the beauty, the height, the, the width. Jesus uses words himself. And Jesus says to the apostles, that love, as the Father has loved me, so I love you. One of the most important things we could do this week is to find a place of quiet, go to an Eucharistic chapel, go somewhere, and just let those words, with the help of the Holy Spirit, penetrate your heart. Because this is the gift par excellence. God's love has been poured into your heart through the Holy Spirit. And to know that love and to live in that love is the source of fundamental identity as children of God. It's the source of the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, these gifts that God wants to give us. So remember the gifts we, we opened on sun, Saturday, Christmas morning or Christmas Eve, whenever your family does it. These are in the lights we have, you know, the candle lights and the Christmas lights and everything. You know, for a lot of people, just as like a cultural celebration. But those are just simple external signs of the reality that God, our Father, not just our earthly Father who gave us a gift, but God, our Father, gave us His Son, His most precious gift. And He did it because He loves us. And they love us from all eternity, and they they love us now. That's the gift. And the Holy Spirit makes it known. And the Holy Spirit speaks to our spirit transforms our spirit if we're attentive, if we're abiding, if we're leaning into it, if we're accepting the gift with humility and attentiveness and and we listen to the Holy Spirit who speaks in our heart and calls God our Father, Abba, our Daddy, our God. This is the definition of success in life, friends. This is it. You know, building towers, winning wars, being famous, being rich, writing a big book that everybody read, whatever. Good things on their own. But this is the bottom line. This is the real gold on the earth that human beings can bear is that living in communion with God, the Father, in Jesus, walking in love, receiving love. 
My life is a success, as a friend of mine says, because I'm loved by God and I am a lover of God. And I love my neighbor. This is the definition of success. I am therefore successful. It's critical that we accept who God says we are, who God knows us to be, to come into his mind. That's a renewed mind. So today we look at the martyrdom of the children, the holy innocence, and what you see is the spiritual battle. So, you know, again, you think, wow, do we have to think about this during this celebration of the incarnation, this sweet, peaceful, wonderful time? And what we see is the spiritual battle. We see an earthly king who's Jewish, right? So he's comes from Jesus' tribe. He's a king. He's threatened. His power is being threatened by the word that's out there about a king who's come and prophecy is fulfilled. So he's, a, he's in panic. He doesn't want to give up. He's threatened. He's afraid. And what do powerful people do and humans do? Right? When, when we're threatened that some sort of power position may be taken away from us. His authority. We're circumstance, come upon circumstances that we don't want to change and we're afraid. What do we do? In this case, his pride rises up. And he ends up doing the devil's work. He was under temptation. He knew it. That wasn't the first time he was under temptation. He did some other bad stuff under temptation. But he gave in because he wanted to secure his place, his power, the recognition that he had, the authority to move the, you know, the pieces on the chessboard, to control others, to control, you know, things around him. And the devil tempts him. He says, you better do something about that. Because whoever this king is, if he rises up, you're history, you're toast. And what gets exposed is exactly what Jesus says is in human hearts and why people need salvation. Not every human being did what Herod did, but every human being has a sin-sick heart that we need a new heart, the prophets tell us. And Jesus came. But he yields in his fear and his anger. And he says, the solution is to kill every child under the certain age to secure my power. Innocent children. And he deploys his army and they go out door to door and they kill these children. And the church recognizes them as martyrs, as witnesses. And again, what you see is the kingdom of God, which is what? what what's the fundamental principle revealed about the kingdom of God and the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ? An exchange is taking place out of love, out of a decision to love. My life for yours. I will die that you might have life. That's how the kingdom works. Herod, the king of the tribe, lives like a worldly king. It's just the opposite. 
How does that kingdom function? What's the heart of it? Well, your life for mine, if my kingdom is threatened. That's demonic. And, you know, Herod's is a story that we've known now for 2,000 years, and there's many gigantic stories like that in history. But friends, there's also, it's also expressed in many different ways in life, taking people out, lying about someone to cause that, you know, someone in the business who could be a, a, is a potential threat to you, you know, to your position, your power, to work to get that guy out. It happens in abortion. It's happened in, you know, the, I saw some stats the other day about abortions. There's like a billion some abortions that have happened in the world since 1973, since it was legalized in the United States. So this fundamental temptation and this wielding the power of the kingdom of darkness, the church wants us to, to look upon this and also to look upon the fact that these children who are unjustly killed are martyrs. Death does not ultimately have its way. That those who are in the kingdom, those who die in Christ, they share in the kingship forever that belongs to Jesus. Lord, we welcome your kingdom. We acknowledge your kingship. And we humbly acknowledge, Lord, the the condition of our heart. And we thank you for reminding us of the spiritual combat. We pray in this powerful season of Christmas that you purify our hearts. In your holy name, Jesus, we pray. God bless you. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth. Would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash foe. That's renewalministries.net slash foe.